Welcome to Apply for Perfect. I'm Josh Meyer, and with me always is my wife, Laura. Hey, guys. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about nailing a job interview. And so if you're in the interview process, this can be something that's pretty stressful, and you're looking for a job, you want to make sure that you get it, and so you got that interview, and it's like, okay, how do I make sure now I actually land and get this job? And so we're going to be talking about kind of the steps and some of the tips and tricks that we've learned over the years, um, uh, you know, applying for jobs ourselves. Now we're in the position where people interview to work with us. And so we can tell you from our perspective what we're looking for. We've even sat on panels with you know group discussions just to get the ideas from other people who are interviewers on what to, they're looking for uh, in an applicant. And so we're going to share all of that today so you not only nail the interview but actually get that job. I have to tell you about my most epic job interview ever, and I was the interviewee. This was back in law school, and there was a big job, right? It was for a law clerk, but the reason it was a big job is it was paid, and it was paid really well, and it was with Union Pacific Railroad in their in-house legal department. Um, so everybody at my law school wanted it, and everybody at the rival law school up in Utah wanted it as well. So I applied, and I got an interview, and I was super excited. I wore my only blue suit I had um, the best, you know, looked the best I could, drove up to Salt Lake for the interview. And I recall as I was walking into the building, something felt a little strange with my clothing, but I couldn't figure it out. And I was kind of tugging and pulling a little. And I thought, this is strange. I had the wisdom of a 22 year old, so I didn't go into the bathroom to check. I just like, you know, thought it was in my head. And I got called into the job interview and about 10 seconds after meeting the you know male partner who was uh, interviewing me, he got right up and said, can you excuse me a second? And I'm like, sure. He like bolted out, shut the door. So I'm sitting in there thinking, this is strange. Not how you want to start an interview, no, right? I'm like, wow, what is wrong with me? So anyway, it was strange. And so in comes a super nice lady. And she says, honey, the back of your skirt is tucked into your thigh high. D are you aware of this? And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, you can, your whole skirt is up. And I wanted to die, right? And so she goes out, I fix my clothing, and then back comes in the male partner who was interviewing me who says nothing, doesn't acknowledge it, doesn't say anything, and just starts the interview. So long story short, I got a call a few days later from the legal department saying that they were offering me the job. And my response was, I said, honestly, I don't even know if I want it. I'm so embarrassed to come back. And the, the lady who I called, she said, oh, just come back. We had a great laugh over it. Nobody cares. She's like, everybody wants you to work here. So my point is, whether or not your interview goes perfect or not, there are things that you can be doing to prepare that will help you nail the interview and secure the job of your dreams. For sure. And I think that's kind of the, the starting point is, you know, being prepared. And certainly we're going to be covering dress and attire in a second. But, you know, the, the first thing that, that we want to do is to make sure that we know as much as we can about the company or the firm. And then even as much detail as we can about who's going to be interviewing us, if you can get that information, because that's really going to go a long way as far as being able to make sure you're able to present yourself 
in a way that the company really understands and appreciates. You know, I remember when I was interviewing for one of my first law firm jobs, I had a great connection. I had a great friend who had already summered at that law firm, so he knew all of the players, he knew what the culture was like, and so I was able to get the scoop on everything as far as what the firm did, who I was interviewing with, what they liked, what they didn't like, what the job would entail. I even got the scoop on my future wife. Uh, <laughs> I was on the website. <laughs> Laura's on the website, so I even got the, that detail as well. Um, and so, you know, it's one of those things where if you're able to talk to somebody who either works there, has worked there, or nowadays, you know, online, you can get so much information from LinkedIn, their Facebook, from just their website about, you know, the company, the culture, the personality, what the job entails, the more info that you have and the more prepared you are, the better you're going to be able to situate and relate yourself to the company and to specifically who's interviewing you. The other thing that you really want to do to be prepared is to have a list of questions ready. So if you have questions about what the hours will be, what the pay will be, what the firm culture is going to be, who you're going to be specifically working with, what the job entails, you know, whatever the things that you're not clear on, you want to make sure this is an opportunity to get clarity so you can make sure this is a job you really want as well. Well, yeah, and I think that's the key is you are interviewing the company as much as the company is interviewing you. And um, having that kind of equal footing and understanding that they have a need, they want somebody to fill it, and so they do need you as much as you know you need them. Yeah, and it's something too. I mean, if you've gotten to the interview process, I mean, that means you've passed the application period. They've already seen something in you. They feel that they, you know that you qualified at least to a certain degree. And so now at this point, you know, you really don't have to feel like they have the upper hand. I mean, really, if anything, it's yours to lose at that point. Going with that mentality, at least. Yeah, I agree. And so the more questions that you can ask to make sure that you want to work there, the better. And a lot of that really, you know, goes back to your if life were perfect list. That's why, you know, the starting point on all of this stuff. And if you were you listen to our episode on choosing or changing careers, go back to that one, because that really should be the starting point of making sure that this job is the best one for you, given your circumstances and what you want from it. Right. The second thing that you want to do to nail the job interview is to dress appropriately. Should I cover this or are we talking about tucking in skirts into our thigh highs? <laughs> ha ha. Um, you know what? Luckily, no one even wears, we don't even wear that anymore. Right? Yeah, I didn't even know what that was. Uh, yeah, that was back in the day when everybody wore nylons. Anyway, Forbes had this super great article about their rule of thumb for how to dress for important meetings and job interviews. And it was from this top CEO recruiter. And he said, leaders who stand out dress a little better than everyone else, but appropriate for the culture. So he gives the 25% rule, which is you want to dress 25% more formal than the prevailing dress culture. So that's going to require you to do your homework to find out how do people most people there dress, and then you want to dress a little bit better. So this is an interesting point because I'm going to tell you a situation where, you know, we're lawyers. And so it's always this notion of we should wear suits and always look like we're gearing up for a law and order trial, right? That can be broadcast. But the reality is when you are trying to secure new clients and things, you have to appeal to people. And for us, wearing suits is actually something that could come off a little cold. So I had flown up to speak in Sacramento. I don't know. It was like last year. And my flight was delayed. 
And I didn't have time to change into my nice lawyer business suit. And I showed up and I was dressed in, you know, tailored skinny ripped jeans, a blue button up blouse and wedges. And I thought, oh my gosh, I have to speak like this. But I, you know, I had my hair and makeup I had done at home. So I get up to speak and I made a joke and I said, I'm sorry that I didn't, you know, I'm not more dressed up for you, but I almost missed my flight. But you're lucky because I was this close to wearing yoga pants on the flight. So at least you got jeans and they laughed. And what was funny about that is I noticed my signups of people who wanted to meet with me were way more than other speaking engagements. And I thought, oh, I wonder if that is because of how I was dressed, because I was dressed about 25% better than everyone in the crowd who was in, you know, jeans, t-shirts and tennis, you know, parents. And so going forward, I tried that and I realized that how I dressed was so critical because people felt comfortable with me, but they didn't feel like I was too formal or too overdressed. And so now, whenever I speak anywhere, I always find out what most people are going to be wearing, and I just dress 25% better. It's really important stuff because you never want to underdress and you never want to overdress because both of those can be off-putting and just, you know, make the situation awkward for you. And two, you know, I mean, that's just something where you're going to anywhere, right? You want to make sure you know what attire is appropriate. So if you get invited to a party or to an event, you know, and it doesn't say on there what the attire is, you're going to call or you're going to ask a friend. Same thing for an interview. You want to know what's going on. And so if it's not readily apparent, ask somebody. I mean, you can even just call into the company and just ask the secretary. I mean, there's no shortage of people who will give you that information. You're not going to look bad. And I think that's one of the points, too. If you're not sure about something, don't be afraid to ask. That's okay. People appreciate that. They're not going to think that you're you're dumb or stupid for asking these questions. They're going to appreciate that you really want to know because it shows that you care about this. So the next thing we want to cover to nail the job interview is how you interact when you meet people. And so it seems funny to, I feel like our generation, actually, Josh, you're technically in a different generation than me. You're two years younger. But, you know, I think that, you know, for older people, the idea that you look people in the eye, shake their hand and smile when you meet them, it's a given. But this is one of the complaints with younger generations because of everyone being so connected to their phone. It is so critical to know how to look people in the eye when you meet them, smile and shake their hand. If that is uncomfortable for you, practice it as often as possible, but make sure that that is exactly how you greet people. I remember we had interviewed somebody once and the way this person shook my hand, it was like, I don't know, like I was greeting royalty the way they put their hand out. It was very strange. And that just set the entire interview off to a bad start because I just felt like, what is wrong with this person? So practice it and do it often so that you can greet people with that confidence because it conveys that you're confident and it conveys that you have social skills. For sure. And I mean, this is something where, you know, I've talked to, uh, you know, different kind of job coaches where companies come in and hire this gal to help train their employees on how to interact with customers and clients and things like that. And she says, you know, that is one of the biggest challenges and issues for a lot of people is that they're just not used to having those social interactions. Because like you said, Laura, there's so much today is just on social media and with technology that you're not having to do that. And so being able to either develop that skill or refine that skill really is important. And it's something that, you know, 
employers across the board are looking at regardless of the type of job yeah well I think society is I mean I think people should do it everywhere (laughs) the next thing we want to focus on which is super important is to treat everybody like a VIP I'm talking about everybody from the doorman up to the receptionist up to the hiring person to their boss treating everybody the same And let me tell you why this is important. I had read this great article from a CEO who talked about the only B he had ever gotten in college. And he said that he failed his final exam in business, of all things, even though he's a successful CEO. And the reason was when he went to take the final exam, he had been getting an A all semester. There was one question on the final exam for his business course. And it said, what is the name of the person who cleans the floors here? And he had no idea. Despite seeing this woman every day coming and sweeping the floors, he never took time to learn her name or who she was. And he failed the exam. And he said that was one of the most important lessons, though, in business to know everybody and treat everybody like a VIP. Everyone is worth knowing. And so when we have situations where people want to work with us, whether it's an interview or they're trying to sell us something, whatever it is, if they're blowing past our team and, you know, saving all of their great energy for us, it's already game over for them. And so it really is important that every interaction you have, you are making it very positive and leaving that person a little bit better for it. Yeah, because, I mean, think about it, too. And, you know, if you're going to be working at a company, that means you're going to be working with everybody that's there. And so they certainly talk about it's not just who you're directly working with. It's all the indirect people. They're going to get feedback. They're going to ask, how, how were they when they're sitting out in the waiting room? How were they, you know, if you met them in the hall or if you're passing by? People talk and it plays a big, important part because they want to make sure that you fit in kind of the the company's culture, not can you just do the task at hand? Well, yeah. And by the way, if if it's a company anyway where they don't care how you treat the receptionist, why would you want to work there anyway, you know, with such a hierarchy? That's not going to be pleasant. Yeah. Okay, so then the next thing that we want to look at is when you're in the actual interview, you know, with the interviewee, you know, what are some of the things that you can do to prepare yourself and be helpful to the interviewer? And one thing that, you know, we found really helpful is to bring materials. Because a lot of times, maybe you've submitted your resume, your cover letter, your letters of recommendation, whatever they've requested, you've submitted them online and you hope that they've seen them or reviewed them and have a copy of them, but they might not. And so the only way that you can guarantee that the person who's interviewing you has all of the materials that you want to see is to bring it with you. I always find that helpful because when we interview people, I feel like I'm always kind of popping in. And when they have their materials for me, it tells me that they anticipated talking to me and that they wanted to take the extra time. Even if I have their materials, the fact that they hand it to me in a way that's in a nicer folder and on nicer paper, it just tells me that they took time to prepare and that they cared. So you cannot ever go wrong bringing in materials with you. Yeah, and it's an opportunity too where if like, you didn't supply something like a letter of recommendation, which we highly, highly recommend. This is an opportunity to give it to them, put it in front of them, and you can use that as a reference point to say why you're qualified or you know why you're the best for this job. Yeah, bring anything in that you want them to see because maybe they only saw part of what you submitted. Now let's talk about one second on what not to bring. And this is really important. I sat on a job panel with 
a friend and she has this big job. She's a physician at a well-known hospital where she hires all of the new residents. So all the new doctors, she's hiring them. She had talked about the job interview process to this crowd we spoke to. And I was almost surprised. I leaned over. I said, do people really bring what she said to the interview? She said all the time. And I couldn't believe it. She said in her words, do not bring your parents to the job interview or anybody else. People sometimes, apparently younger generation as well, they bring other people to the interview. That is never okay. Unless, of course, you need some kind of physical assistance. That's totally appropriate. Sure, but they're not but your they're, safety they're blanket. They're not your moral support, right? And so do not bring other people to the interview and do not have your cell phone out at all. Those are the two things that should not be present at any point in a job interview. Yeah. I mean, you want the full attention to be on you and your full attention to be on them. And so, you know, anybody else or any other items, those are just going to be distractions. Keep them out of it. Now, you know, if you prepared in advance, you're going to be able to answer all of the questions they're asking because you've read the job description, you've done your research, um, you have your list of questions, and you'll be able to do that. Things, though, that you want to avoid during the job interview, anything negative. And you also want to be able to fill in any gaps. And hopefully you did that in your cover letter. But, you know, be prepared. If you have been out of the workforce, be prepared to talk about why. Those types of things. You just want to make sure that you're able to answer questions and always put a positive spin on it. Yeah. And it really comes down to, you know, knowing your value and being able to articulate it. Because this is something where... The company's looking to fill a need. And so you need to understand what that need is and how you're going to be the best person to fill that gap or that void that they have. And so, you know, the more that you're able to do that and the more that you're able to do it with specific detail is really important. Yeah, I always find it impressive. I mean, so people might say, oh, I'm a fast learner. Well, what does that mean? Or I'm good with detail. What does that mean? Giving specific examples of how you're a fast learner or how you're a great leader, those types of things, your accomplishments, that needs to be articulated and conveyed. And just remember, which you might know from listening to this podcast, people can remember stories way more than facts. So if you're able to sit down and articulate and you have a handful of stories that really highlight something you achieved or you did and you tell it through a story, they're going to go home and remember that versus you saying, oh, I increased sales X amount. That kind of stuff can be even boring to people. That's how you really want to convey your value during the job interview. No, I couldn't agree more. And I mean, I think that's really important, too, when it comes to compensation, right? You know, how much you're going to get paid from an hourly rate or salary, what benefits are included, what your time will be. This is something where you really need to do your homework and really understand what your value is. And nowadays, I mean, there's just so many tools out there um, through online or other resources where you can really understand kind of what, you know, somebody in this position would typically get paid or what kind of other benefits are out there so you can convey that when somebody asks you, what do you want to get paid? I can't drive this point home enough. You are not on sale. I don't care if you're desperate for a job. I don't care if this is the only interview that you think is available to you. If you truly have done your homework and you know you are bringing a value to this company and you clearly understand their needs and you can fill it, do not accept less money than what you're worth. 
don't. No matter what pressures you're facing, you have something unique and special to offer. Even if someone has an identical resume to you, they're not you. You have your own unique selling points. Know them, articulate them, and be able to convey with confidence why you're valuable and why you are worth what you're asking. And make sure what you are asking fairly reflects what you are worth. As you know, somebody who's looking to hire, you want somebody with that kind of you know ability to find value in their in themselves because that's going to translate over into the work that they do. Because if they value themselves, they're also going to value their work. Agreed. Okay, now once you've done that and had that great awkward conversation about money, the next thing that you need to do before you leave, don't do the handshake and, uh, you know, when will you call? You have to have a call to action. You really want to find out what's the next step and try and secure it. Is it maybe asking, do you know when you'll be making a decision? Is there anything else I can send you? Set some kind of follow up so that you can be able to have that continued contact with them. You know, don't just leave it out in the open like, oh, you know, I hope I hear back from you. You know, I, you know, don't just leave it like that. First, articulate if you really do want the job that you want it and that you want to hear back from them. And then to set that next step to say, okay, when will you be following up with me? Or I, I want to follow up with you in a week or in five days, or into whatever that time frame is, set it up where there is a specific next step that either they're taking or you're taking. So then if you don't hear from them, then you can follow up and say, hey, you know, I thought I was supposed to hear from you. What else do you need from me? Or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And since we're talking about follow up, there was a great article that I had read on Forbes. As you can see, I love Forbes. But it was about why never to send a follow up email ever that it's awkward for them, awkward for you. And so they actually gave great ways to follow up without technically following up. And so I'm going to post that on our Instagram. We're at hashtag meet the Myers and that's M-E-I-E-R-S. But just some of the points, you know, first, of course, send a thank you note. So as a follow-up, you always send a thank you note, whether it's uh, handwritten or in an email, you could probably go either way. But the point is you should send a thank you note. Yeah, 100%. Just because, I mean, they took time out of their day. You want to be appreciative that they did that. And that's another opportunity to just explain that you want the job. Yeah, exactly. The second thing that you could do to kind of stay in touch if you haven't heard is you can share an article or an update with them. So you're not just saying, hi, I'm following up. It could be something like, hey, this was an article on the housing crisis that we, you know, we're talking about. I'm doing this at the company I'm at, things like that. Another idea was you can make your communication personal. I just followed up with somebody because I saw he got an award from an outside organization. And so it was a perfect opportunity to send him a quick note to say, congratulations on this award. That's really great. And then he, you know, responded and now we're, you know, communicating. Yeah. And I mean, that's huge. I mean, that's the the more personal that you can get with somebody. People want to work with people that they know and like. Um, And so that's something, you know, even during the interview process, show your personality, find out about their personality. So you have that commonality. So So then you can connect and reconnect. And then certainly, too, that's going to be critical to know whether you want this job or not, if you can just hang out and talk to the people. Yeah. Another idea is to connect on social media. I mean, use your discretion on that. But certainly if you can uh, friend them on LinkedIn, something like that, um, that could be a great way just to stay a little bit connected with that person. 
picking up the phone. Who does that anymore, right? But actually calling is a nice way because calls a lot of times do get conveyed to the you know people um, instead of getting buried in an inbox and if you do happen to get them on the phone it is a nice way for them to hear your voice and that you still you know are excited those kinds of things one was catch them in person so of course do not stalk the person that you interviewed but I th- I had to throw this one in um, that I'd read about because I interviewed at our first the first law firm that Josh and I had both worked at And that evening after my interview, I happened to run into the guy who interviewed me at a bookstore. We just, it was coincidence, you know, coincidence. And he said, wow, this is serendipitous. And I got the job. So we'll definitely post all these tips on Instagram. So make sure to follow us there. You know, so this is kind of an overview of what we've learned throughout kind of our interview process for ourselves and as the interviewer. And so we hope that these tips were helpful. If you follow these steps and you have an interview, it's just going to really set yourself apart. It's going to give you the best opportunity for success. So go there, be confident. You are awesome. You have a lot to bring to the table. And we hope going through this process is going to give you that confidence to really nail that next job interview and land that dream job that you've always wanted. And we just want to give all of you out there one last word of encouragement when it comes to the job interview process and landing a job. We know that that brings with it oftentimes rejection, radio silence, whatever it is, and it's hard not to take that personally. But I want you to know that you would make a great addition anywhere. Don't forget that. Be intentional about where you're applying and be confident that you do have something special and unique to offer that firm or that business or whatever it is. And also remember at the end of the day, it is all about a good fit. There will be a place out there where you are a great fit for them. So don't give up. So for this week's quick step, we want you to identify and write down three things that make you unique and make you warrant the pay it is that you are asking. By doing this, you're going to feel more confident and you're going to see that you have a lot to offer a prospective employer and that you are worth a great wage. Make sure to listen in to next week's episode on planning for the holidays. We know that, you know, this can be a stressful time of the year and we want to reduce that stress and make it some of the most fun and memorable times for you and your family. And in the meantime, be sure to follow us on Instagram at hashtag meet the Myers. That's M-E-I-E-R-S. And sign up for our quick steps to get them in your inbox. Just go to ifalifeworeperfect.com. Have a great week, everybody.